Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary, and I'm honored by how many people listen to this podcast each and every week. I keep making this podcast for you, for the listeners. I'd like to invite you to a very special opportunity to become a part of the How They Love Mary community through Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash howtheylovemary. And in exchange, there are two different tiers and there's going to be bonus content, two additional videos each month, and the opportunity to pose a question that I will ask to the guest. I hope that you will help support this podcast, How They Love Mary, through the Patreon With your support, I'll be able to upgrade my equipment. With your support, I'll be able to pay for the monthly web hosting and not out of my own pocket. With your support, I will be able to hire a graphic designer to make images so that this podcast may be better known. Thanks for listening. And now, on with the show for today. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. If you are a person that is on Twitter and you are Catholic, you might be familiar with Catholic Twitter. Sometimes that's hashtagged Catholic Twitter. And sometimes there's lots of disagreements because, you know, Catholicism is a huge umbrella where you have people of all different ways of life and opinions And sometimes there can be a lot of confusion in some of the conversations that are had. But one of the nice things I think that exists with Catholic Twitter is it is a wonderful community of prayer and a community of support. And so, as you can imagine, when you're on Twitter, people will find other Catholics. Go to my Twitter page, at FR Edward Looney, and you'll see some of the different descriptions of the people who are my followers. They tend to be uh, devotional Catholics, rosary-loving Catholics, especially devoted to the Blessed Mother, given my background and work in Mariology. And one of the things that I've noticed on Catholic Twitter, and this has been in the mornings, I've seen a person named Sarah Huber. She's been tweeting out almost daily a picture, and usually it's a picture with some prayer cards and a rosary. And she'll say, Thursday rosary check-in. How can I pray for you? Reply or DM any prayer intentions. Now, I've seen them, and so I've actually sent in some prayer requests when I knew someone was having a surgery, if I was going through a difficult time. And this is one of the great things about Catholic Twitter. And so today, I thought it would be wonderful to speak with Sarah Huber, who is on Twitter at the handle at WCSarah2012, and just to see what comprises her devotional life, her life as a Catholic, as a fellow believer in the Lord. So today's a podcast where we're not selling you anything. We're not talking about books or music or videos or anything like that. We are just going to talk about the Catholic faith and a conversation about the Blessed Virgin and our devotions to her. So welcome to How They Love Mary, Sarah Huber. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for agreeing. I know that maybe it was kind of out of the blue and bizarre that I reached out to you and asked you to do this. And I'm happy you agreed. And I reached out during the month of the rosary, thinking maybe it would get aired during the month of the rosary. But you know what? The rosary is meant for more than October. And so it'll be good just to touch base about rosary devotion later on in the calendar year. And 
Your bio on Twitter is striving for holiness, stumbling towards sainthood. And isn't that the case for all of us? And um, maybe as we begin, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording just about the COVID situation and, and maybe just how have you been faring with COVID? How has that impacted your life? Yeah, so COVID in general has impacted everyone's lives in some capacity. It's like me, I've already been working from home since I started the job I currently have. So it's like that didn't change. And like I've stayed pretty healthy throughout this time. Back in May, I did lose my grandmother to COVID. And like that was after a couple months of not seeing her. And like my grandpa also got COVID and he um, survived and he recovered completely and he's doing well. But like we're still can't really see him except through a window occasionally so it's just been tough being isolated from my grandparents and stuff like that and then obviously losing my grandmother but other than that it's been an okay time yeah and I think during this time of COVID it's a time in which we really could go deeper if we really wanted into our own spirituality I was just participating in a webinar for the mental health and well-being of priests the other day and and actually the presenter was saying something to the effect of that even though we have more time on our hands now our spiritual life might be in decline right now just because we're uncomfortable with all of that stuff but it can be a time in which we read more spiritual books it can be a time in which we implore the intercession of the blessed virgin mary pope francis at the very beginning of the pandemic had a prayer to mary in which one prayed to end the pandemic to bring about its end so it, it is a way in which we can uh, deepen our prayer life and um, so as I mentioned in the intro uh, one of the things that caught my eye about your Twitter is that every day for I don't know how long and maybe you could tell us that uh, you've been tweeting out these requests how can I pray for you reply or DM any prayer intentions and yeah how did you start this when did you start it and why are you doing that so I started it a little less than a year ago. It's coming up on a year. And I sort of started doing that because in for the year of 2019, I like had just made a list of names of people, whether I know them in real life or knew them through like Twitter or whatever. And like I, and I would pray my daily rosary every day for them and their intentions. And like sometimes, like depending on like how well I knew the person. I reach out and just being like, I'm praying for you and your intentions on this day. Let me know if you have anything specific that you want me to keep in mind. And like, in the process of doing that, I just realized how much there is that like people want prayers for, but they don't really ever ask for prayers for other people unless it's something big or something major. And so as... 2019 was coming to a close I was like if that's the case with just this small portion of people like there's probably a lot wider sect of people that like just have stuff that come up in daily life that they want prayed for but they feel like isn't big enough to like ask so I just was like just gonna start putting it out there how can I pray for you and then just send me whatever is on your heart in that moment and that's kind of how that got started so you started doing this in 2019, and as you said, you were doing it with the intention of praying for other people, and you would reach out to them. So 
Uh, now in 2020, you've continued this, you've expanded it to all of social media on Twitter, people responding. Now, that would seem to suggest that you've been praying the rosary every day then since 2019, or ha have there been days that you've missed, or um, it it's, it's a daily devotion for you for the most part, I I'm gathering. Yes, it is a daily devotion. So actually, in at the start of May 2017, I had just made a decision that for every day of May 2017, I would just I would pray the rosary daily. So I kind of started that, and I haven't stopped or missed a day since. So that's great. Kind of, yeah. It and just kind of was like something that I felt called to do for that month just because like I didn't necessarily have the most robust prayer life at that point I was like I'm gonna start by just doing one thing a day and I picked the rosary because it's something that has always been tangentially part of my life and I've always had some devotion to Mary it just was kind of a habit that I had gotten out of for yourself then what are some of the benefits that you've noticed from the daily recitation of the rosary for me it's really deepened even like how I relate to like scripture just with meditating on the different mysteries and like the life of Christ. It's like, it's deepened for me that sort of devotion and understanding just cause like I'm constantly thinking about whether it's like the sorrowful mysteries in Christ's crucifixion, or I personally really love the luminous mysteries. And there's like that meditate on like Jesus's actual life and ministry that like, it's deepened my love for Christ and his actual ministry. Yeah, so it's that's what the rosary does. It's really a compendium to the scriptures. It's Sometimes I describe it as Mary uh, telling the story of Jesus' life. It's like Mary's Instagram account or Mary's photo book. And she's like, hey, I want to tell you the story about Jesus. And then as you do that, well, then it begins to open up those scriptures in new ways for you. Now, one of the things I've noticed, too, with the rosary is that when we pray for others, that maybe we do so with a specific mystery. And as people send in intentions to you, uh, is that something that you might do? Do you uh, take the intention and say, I'm going to offer them in this whole rosary? Or do you say, okay, I'm going to do the first decade for them, the second for this? Or how does that work for you? So I mostly just do it for, like, the entire rosary, so, like, whatever intentions I get. And at this point, I keep track of, like, a weekly list of intentions. So, like, basically, it goes, like, Monday through Sunday, whatever intentions I get on those days. I'll just compile them throughout the week, and then I'll just go through them at the beginning of each rosary and, like... And, like, depending on what an intention is, I might give more reflection to that intention with a specific mystery if it, like, fits in with kind of a different mystery. But mostly it's just for, I just offer the entire rosary for those intentions. When it comes to intentions, there was an episode of this podcast, How They Love Mary, a few weeks ago where Sister Andrew Marie of the Daughters of St. Paul that she made a comment, and it was something that, as I was re-listening to that episode just the other day, 
I, it caught me again. And it was that she said that, you know, sometimes when I know of someone that's like struggling with migraines, for example, she said, I will pray the third sorrowful mystery, the crowning of thorns for that person. And that was just such an eye opening thing. I'm like, I never would have associated the two together in terms of the intentions and and uh, the mystery. So that was something that was illuminating for me. I know as a priest, sometimes uh, in the rosary mysteries, I will offer my prayers for specific people. So, you know, for the Annunciation, maybe someone I know that just found out they're pregnant or for the nativity, uh, some couples that I know that just had a baby or the presentation, they're going to be baptizing them soon. So I pray for those couples or the wedding feast for friends of mine that are, are getting married or weddings that I have celebrated. Sometimes I'll pray for them. So, so the rosary does become a way in which we can intentionally pray for others, whether it's through the mystery, whether it's just offering the whole rosary as a prayer, asking Mary to pray for us and for all of the needs that we bring uh, to her during that time of prayer. One of the things that, uh, again, that when you look at your Twitter and when you tweet out, you will have holy cards. And these holy cards change from day to day. I think one time I saw that there was a St. Josephine Bakita prayer card. Another time there was somebody else. Uh, on the day we're recording, there's the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and there is an image, I believe, of the Blessed Mother, but uh, it could be someone yes. else. Uh, and I also see coffee. So how do you pick out your prayer cards? Like you must have an environment in which you pray in. Like there's, do you have a prayer corner that you go and you pray the rosary? Yeah. So I basically have a corner of my room in which I have a table that I keep my rosary and like my Bible and stuff on. And then I have my prayer cards and a lot of those prayer cards I actually got after my grandma passed away because she had a bunch of them and my family thought I would appreciate them. So I started incorporating those into there more recently. So I just have my space carved out in my room in which I just begin my mornings in prayer. And is a cup of coffee a necessity for that? I mean, it's not a necessity per se. I do, as a sacrifice, not drink coffee on Fridays. But I do like to begin my day with coffee and prayer, preferably. And and it does seem that when you pray the rosary, more often than not, it's in the morning hours. That uh, probably one of the first things you do in the day. Is that right? That is right. Now, let's talk a little bit about your own faith life, because you just said something about your grandma and how you got your prayer cards, a lot of them from her, because your family said they thought that you would appreciate them. So your family knows that you're a religious person, that you go to mass, that you pray, and, and that's great that they know that. And um, what about your own faith life? What was that like growing up? And um, you're a young person, and so how is it that your faith matured, and how did you get to where you are today? So, basically, I've grown up Catholic my entire life, um, went to Catholic schools, actually, all the way through college, and, like, in high school, I was a stereotypical youth group kid, and I was very into that. I went on all the retreats, I went to, like, our youth group nights every week, and stuff like that, and a lot of my really good friends even now are, like, from my youth group when I was in high school, and then... In college, faith, 
got harder because it wasn't necessarily as readily accessible and I had to like make a conscious choice to like keep that a part of my life and like I did still go to mass throughout all of college and like I did some extra things but it really was almost at some points feeling like I was just like going through the motions and I didn't really have like a deep faith life at that time and then post-college so this was in 2016 um as I was entering into the professional world like it took me a while to like really get my footing in faith and like and what and even what role I wanted like faith to be in my life and then starting in like May of 2017 when I did start praying a daily rosary like that was my way of like consciously choosing to have my faith be one a part of my daily life and then like from there it's grown to be an even more important part of my life you mentioned college and faith going you know making it your own trying to do that it wasn't as readily available did you go to a catholic college did you go to a public college was there a newman center so so I went to Marquette University, so it was a Catholic college. And there were a lot of different Catholic stuff available there. And, like, I was involved somewhat in some of that. And, like, I did have friends where it's, like, one thing we would do is, like, we would go to church. We would go to Mass together every Sunday. So it's, like, that – so it didn't – faith didn't necessarily completely go away in that point, but it's, like, how I incorporated faith into, like, my daily life at that point was, like, something that I didn't really have figured out, and it, des- and it definitely wasn't necessarily a part of my daily life when I was in college. Someone just shared with me, actually, the other day on Twitter, this Mary Grotto that is at the Marquette University, and I think it's in close proximity to the Joan of Arc Chapel. As a student, did you ever make use? Did you go to the Joan of Arc Chapel ever? Like, how does that work in the life of college students? I'm assuming that most of the college students are probably indifferent to it, couldn't care less, but, um, but I bet there's a devout minority that might pray there. Would that be a good assessment? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that. And, like, so the Mary Grotto there actually didn't get installed until one or two years after I graduated. But I did sometimes during the week. They have, um, like, 10 p.m. masses on Monday through Thursday in the Joan of Arc Chapel. So I would go to those occasionally and, like, very specifically. I don't know what it's like now, but when I was there, like, Tuesday night mass in the Joan of Arc Chapel normally had like hundreds of students in a very tiny chapel. Wow, that's incredible. Well, that's good to hear. And I think that renews the, the faith of people in Catholic colleges too. And um, that, that students do take it seriously and make use of that place. Um, yeah. Again, as we talk about you praying the rosary and making that commitment several years ago and doing it daily now and praying for others, is there a particular rosary that you use all the time? Do you use the same rosary every time? Or is there you know, a rotation of rosaries? Uh, what's that like for you? So, right now, I basically use the same rosary every time, and it's actually my grandma's rosary, which was another thing that I got from her after she passed away. Um, 
uh, actually at her funeral visitation, since it was obviously like COVID and there were restrictions on a lot of stuff, my aunts asked me if I would lead the rosary at the visitation. So um, I did that. Got through almost the entire thing without crying. Tripped up on the end of the Hail Holy Queen. But other than that, and then after visitation was done that day, I had asked my aunts if I would, if I could have my grandma's rosary. So they said yes. So that is the rosary I have been using basically every day since then. Well, that's great. A very touching reminder um, of that and the important role that your grandma played in your life. And maybe talking about your grandma, was she a, a very religious person? Was she one that inspired you? Uh, maybe in your own faith life? I would say definitely yes. Um, obviously, like, my whole my whole family was always Catholic growing up, and I just know that they're... And, like, that can mean a lot of things. And I think in some ways my family maybe has a tendency to be more culturally Catholic than, like, fully engaged in Catholicism, but I just know that, like, even sometimes I would, like, go visit my grandma and she'd be, like, laying in her bed and, like, praying her rosary. So, in a lot of ways, she definitely inspired and did help me grow in my faith life. Well, that's great. Well, I'd like to thank you so much today for sharing about your own rosary devotion and in your own life and how you've come to pray the rosary every day. I think for some people, that might be a very daunting task that they're like, I don't know if I can commit daily to praying the rosary. And so hearing someone that has done that and how they went about doing that, I bet can inspire others to begin and to take up that practice themselves. So, so thanks for your witness, especially on Catholic Twitter, because otherwise I wouldn't have found you. And uh, thank you for the prayers that you've offered that I've uh, sent your way. And know that I probably will keep sending you intentions every now and again. <laughs> Okay, I expect, I'll expect to see them. That's great. And then, uh, you know, one of the things before I let you go is I always do a Marian profile uh, with the guest. And basically, there's nine questions. I should add one just to make it 10, I think. But um, just rapid fire questions about Marian devotion. They don't have to be long. So, so here we go. Uh, a favorite title for the Blessed Mother favorite title gonna have to go with our lady of guadalupe guadalupe sure and how about a favorite marian sacramental so sometimes people wear sacramentals they carry them they make use of them um a favorite marian sacramental my rosary okay how about a favorite marian prayer so we know the hail mary that comes to us from the pages of sacred scripture uh, there are lots of other Marian prayers as well, some written by saints, others written by uh, contemporary people today. Is there a Marian prayer that you have recourse to at times? Hail Holy Queen. Okay. And as you've been a daily rosary prayer, if someone is struggling with praying the rosary, what tip would you offer them to pray it better? Just take it one Hail Mary at a time. It can seem daunting, but starts with just one Hail Mary at a time. That's great. I really like that. And because the rosary is so scriptural and we reflect on the life of Jesus and Mary, is there a Marian passage or quote from the sacred scriptures that is one that inspires you? Probably, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Okay. And Mary has appeared all over the world, and I bet I know what you're going to say based on a previous answer, but <laughs> a favorite Marian apparition. 
Our Lady of Guadalupe. And there are shrines to the Blessed Mother all throughout the United States and the world. Some of them are apparition sites, and so that is a shrine. And then others are just devotional shrines in the state of Wisconsin, like Holy Hill, for example. Um, is there a Marian shrine that you visited that left an impression on you or one that you hope to one day visit? So one that I've visited is the National Basilica in D.C. Sure. That building blows me away every time I'm there and just all of the different depictions of Mary that are around there. It amazes me how many people on this show and I've, I have over 50 plus episodes now of interviews and doing the Marian profile. And it just amazes me how many people always say the national shrine. And, you know, I think that's a pride of joy for our country that so many people are saying that's one of my favorite Marian places. And, you know, what? I say that one day and hopefully when this COVID is over, I'll be able to go to Washington, D.C. and do a five day retreat, stay close to to the National Shrine and just every day to go and to like really unpack the beauty of that crypt, especially that has all of those different Marian shrines uh, in the bottom. That's mm -hmm. that's my life goal one day. So to spend five days just praying at the National Shrine. That would be awesome. <laughs> How about a Marian book that you've read that you could recommend to someone else? So when I graduated high school, one of my religion teachers in high school gave me this daily Marian devotional called Mary Day by Day. Sure. I have no idea where he got it from, but that's something that all throughout college and even now, like I read on a daily basis is just that Mary Day by Day devotional. I know somewhere in my little studio library, there is a copy of that. That was my grandmother's copy. And so uh, I remember it fondly because she has all these holy cards in the front of it because it had like a laminate cover and she tucked them in there, some of the memorial cards, etc. So yeah, it's a great book. And I think sometimes those day-by-day -day devotionals can really help us um, in our own spiritual life uh, to, to say, I made time for God today. I reflected on something and I offered a prayer. And that's uh, one way that we can do that. When we go to church yeah. on a Marian feast day, whether that's the Assumption or the Immaculate Conception, Mary, Mother of God, is there a Marian song that you hope the choir will sing? I like that Immaculate Mary song. Sure. Yeah, and it's one that everybody kind of knows. You can, you can fumble through the words if you don't have them in front of you. So it's a very popular song for sure. Well... That concludes your Marian profile, Sarah, and we've had such a lovely conversation about your devotion to the rosary, and I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today, and if people want to find you on social media, I guess, can you share how they can do that? Yeah, so on Twitter and Instagram, I am WCSarah2012. On Instagram, do you put out the same call every day about the rosary, or is that just a Twitter thing? Um, so I just post, I post the same image in my story on Instagram and just say, how can I pray for you? So oh, a I similar see. thing. Yes. Sure, yeah. So it doesn't go to your wall. So it goes away. Okay. You know, that's the one thing on Instagram. I'm not good at stories. I just know how to post pictures <laughs> and then those pictures go to my Facebook, which I really like. So then it's kind of like hitting two different platforms at the same time. So that's the extent of my Instagram usage. <laughs> yeah well, takes takes a bit to get the hang of it yeah so. 
I, you know, some of these people put out stories and they're very ornate. Like they put words all over them. And I'm just like, I don't have time for that. I could take a picture and I could share that <laughs> picture, but I can't do the stories. So, well, great. Well, yeah. I hope people will go and follow you on those two social media platforms so that they can begin asking you to pray for them when you pray your daily rosary. So thanks so much uh, for being with me today, Sarah. Yes. Thanks for having me on. You have been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that this podcast has either been the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. You can follow me, Father Edward Looney, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the handle at FR Edward Looney. If you don't mind, please leave a review of this podcast. Please rate it on Apple Podcasts on whatever platform you listen. Share this podcast also on your social media if you don't mind. Until next time, let's remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless. Mm-hmm.